0: Hey everybody, and I'm going to walk you through what I have found to be the three most common reasons for a mental health relapse, and I'm going to show you exactly how you can prevent that from happening. If you don't know who I am, my name is Ty Hex. I'm a mental health coach. I help people improve their depression and anxiety, usually by 75% within 90 days. I was suicidal and overcame depression myself, and uh, I make these videos because I want you to have the mental health you deserve, and anybody can live uh, with incredible mental health if they're willing to do the right actions, implement the right processes. So today I know that uh, I, I want to cover this because I found that this has been one of those things that if I look at my entire career helping people, um, this has been very, very true universally over the several hundred cases that we've worked on. So. Uh, and then also we consult with several thousand people a year. And so I've, I've seen the pattern of what causes people to have a, quote, relapse. So first of all, let's talk about like what a relapse is. So the way I'm talking about a relapse would be you made progress with your mental health. And depending on your sp- situation, it could be a number of things. So it could be, number one, like your anxiety reduced. Um, number two, it could be like you were feeling less depressed. It could be that you were feeling less stressed. Uh, it could be even that you had changed a behavior, like you stopped drinking or smoking. or um, It can even be a smaller type of thing, like you uh, y- you started waking up early when you wanted to, but then you relapsed and you started sleeping in again, okay? It can be simple things like that. So we're talking kind of universally about mental patterns and what causes a relapse from a current mental pattern that you've worked on or that you prefer, to an old regression of something that you don't like so here's what i found to be the 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 issue here there think of it as there being three levels of mastery of implementation of a new pattern so let me i'm gonna try to pick a case study from one of my examples uh okay there's a gentleman um, a little while ago i was working with his anxiety level was very high at the time Um, it was very health related so he was really concerned he was having a heart attack Uh, He was overly, you know, worried about other things like his blood pressure, stuff like that. And so we worked on it for a good long while, and he had mastered the first two levels, but not the third level. And that's why he had a tiny little relapse, but thankfully we were able to catch it. And then we were able to have him implement the third level more uh, uh, thoroughly. And he's been fine ever since then. So let me walk through these. Okay. The first one is what we call mastery of a mental pattern in the moment okay so the very first thing that we teach our clients is how do you change your mental and emotional state in a given moment in time because that's the first level of mastery that you really need to have in order to really have the mental health that you want so what i'm talking about so for him i I taught him like When you feel a panic attack coming on, when you feel an anxiety attack coming on, here's what you need to do to get yourself out of that. So we teach people a series of skills. Um, I've shared these on other videos, so I'm not gonna go through all that right now, but we taught him, here's what you need to do, here's the steps to, to do that with. And so for the first month or two, that's what he was practicing, right? Was making sure that he was interrupting that old pattern making sure he was activating a a feeling of confidence and peace of mind where he used to feel anxious. So he developed the first level of mastery, which was the ability to use skills to change how he felt in the moment, right? Now that's really good. That's honestly more than most people ever do with their mental health. So that alone, you know, he'd be like in a much better place going forward in his life, but we, we would still have the problem that he'd still be having an anxiety issue at work and he'd be having an anxiety issue you know at church and in these other places and locations in his life right he can now use the tools to get himself out of it right when it starts to happen but it wasn't really helping him at the deeper level which was that certain contexts were triggering that old pattern right and so that's the second level of mastery, is we now have to make sure that the new pattern that he's using is not just something that he can activate in the moment, right, that he can choose to activate, but we now have to make sure that at a deeper level, he has conditioned his mind at the level where his mind does what he wants it to do in a particular context. So what we did is we isolated what are the common places or situations that trigger you, and cause you to feel this way. And for him, work was one, church was one, and uh, so whenever something happened with like his health or something, like if he got out of breath, if I remember correctly, it was something like that. And so you, that you have a series of contexts that cause your mental patterns too. So imagine if you were able to not only feel in control, you know, by you using a set of skills, like in the moment saying like, oh gosh, I'm freaking out, I need to do this. But imagine if you could now train the brain so that you'd feel peace of mind or confident or whatever it is that you want to feel we call that your target state. Imagine if you could feel that in the context that triggers it. So now like you might have heard me use this metaphor of the mind like a jukebox where you type in, you know, a sequence of letters and then a CD comes and plays and if that's a song you like then that's great. If it's a song you hate, it's not good. So the numbers and letters are like the trigger And then the CD is the pattern of thinking and feeling that you have conditioned in your mind right now. So what we want to do is replace the old CD with a new CD, because now every time he goes to church or he's at work, he can feel confident instead of anxious. And that's what we did. We had to work through a series of things. There's a series of neuro-associative things we have to do to train the brain to do that. But we got him to that next level. So he had done that, right? He was no longer feeling anxious at work. He was no longer feeling anxious uh, at uh, church he was no longer feeling anxious uh you know around his health and that was great you know he had like improved by probably 80 percent you know something like that and then one day he had a little bit of a slip up right and he was talking to me about what had happened and essentially what happened was he encountered a new situation that he had not encountered before Right, So if I remember correctly, he had like just gotten a promotion and I don't know, there was some type of issue at work that he had never encountered before and he started to get anxious about it. And that's when I realized that we had to take him to the next level and we hadn't adequately done that. And the next level, the final level is, you know, so the first level is moment-by-moment mastery. The second level is contextual mastery. The third level is identity mastery. And so what I realized when I was on the call with him and he was describing it is he was saying, yeah, you know, my anxiety has been really, really good. But, you know, last week it just I had a bit of a tailspin and, you know, I mean, hell, don't get me wrong. My anxiety is doing great. But this one thing, I just didn't really know what to do. And I noticed that he kept using the phrase my anxiety X, Y, Z. And so that's when it hit me. I'm like, oh, I get it now what you're doing is you're still defining yourself as a person who's dealing with anxiety. And so what I've learned over the years is that the strongest, there's there's a quote uh, from Tony Robbins I heard years and years ago that stuck out to me, right? Which is that the strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. And I've thought about that a lot and I've seen that to be very true in my own line of work because what I realized is he kept talking about himself and his identity with anxiety wrapped up in that. like I still have anxiety, I still anxiety, my anxiety, right? Things like that. And for me, with depression, when I was suicidal and depressed, one thing that I decided for myself is I said, I'm not I'm never going to go back to a depressed feeling again. And one thing I did is I stopped using that word. I stopped saying, like, I feel depressed or this is depressing. I just literally, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I cut that off and I used a new thought pattern, which is I beat depression, right? And I kept talking about it in the past tense. And now to this day, that's how I always talk about it is in the past tense. So I told him, look, here, I want you to try an experiment. I want you to stop saying my anxiety, I have anxiety, etc. I want you to only talk about anxiety in the past tense, All right? So if you talk about it, only say I beat anxiety or the anxiety I used to have, right? Things like that. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I felt anxious this morning. And I'm like, yeah, well, this morning was in the past, wasn't it? All right?" And he kind of chuckled and I said, just try it out and let's see what happens. So he committed to it, right, for two weeks. That's all he did. He referred to it in the past. And I should add, too, he asked me, uh, well, what do I do when my wife asks me about it? I'm like, well, tell her, too. You know, tell her that you beat it also. So he started talking to everybody in his life about it in the past tense. He started, uh, you know, only talking about how he had beaten it. Two weeks later, I had my next session with him. I asked him, how do you feel? He's like, dude, this has been the best two weeks of my life. Is like, I finally feel free from this thing. And that's because there's a, some of you who are watching this, you're going to be thinking, well, it can't work like that, right? There's no way, right? Isn't that delusional or it can't be that easy? Well, granted, I had already been working with this guy for three months and we had already done so much work to get his, his mental health improved by probably at least 70 to 80%. And this was like that one final thing that we had to do to kind of really tip him over the edge. But... Here's the thing. If you're feeling doubtful, I totally appreciate that. But here's what I'd encourage you to consider, because this is what I've found to be true with all of my clients. Any thought that we repeat becomes something that we believe. Whether it's true or not, it then eventually becomes true. So you're right now, if you're feeling anxious or depressed and you're watching this video, there are things that you tell yourself on a daily basis that are not true in reality but you believe and feel absolutely, totally certain that they are true. And some things you started telling yourself a really long time ago, and now all of a sudden you feel totally convinced that they're true, and then they became true. Like, for example, if you say to yourself over and over, like, my marriage is over, my marriage is over, my marriage is over, you do that for three years, then your marriage is going to be over, right? Because you're going to believe it, feel certain of it, you're not going to try in the marriage anymore, and then it's done. Right? So what all I simply did was I helped him hack the computer in his brain and install a program that would actually empower him as opposed to him running the old default program that disempowered him, right? And lo and behold, as he ran that program, now it became true in his life. So we had to make sure that we changed how he defined himself. Because if he still defined himself as a person struggling with anxiety, he would still temporarily slip back into feelings and behaviors that align with that definition of his identity. By me in the past saying, no, I am not a depressed person. I do not identify as that, right? And cutting that out of my self-concept now, I don't feel it. I don't go there. I don't. My mind does not go there anymore. It's, it's kind of the difference between, like, if you've ever had a habit that you've been trying to kick, like, let's say, like, smoking, for example, right, where you say to yourself, like, yeah, I'm quitting smoking right now, versus if you were to say, I'm not a smoker anymore. Right? When you define your identity, as that thing is outside of your current self-concept, you don't even consider it anymore. You don't even go there anymore. Not at first, but after a little repetition. And uh, I can tell you that this really worked for this guy. I mean, nine months later, I still talk to him at least once a month. He's doing great. So now you can't jump right to step three. I I need to point that out because you might hear this and go, oh my gosh, okay, great. I'm just gonna tell myself, I don't have anxiety a thousand times and then I'll be good that's not step one. That was like the final step for him, right? You still have to go through the first two levels of mastery to even think about getting to the third level. So you can't shortcut it. You got to first of all, figure out how do I change my mental and emotional state on demand whenever I want? That's the first thing you got to master. Second thing you got to master is great. How do I make it so that my desired emotional state shows up in the context of that used to trigger the old negative emotional state. That's number two. Then we can do the identity piece. And if you, what has happened for you if you've had a relapse is you didn't master one of these three things, right? So if you don't master the first one, if you never learn how to really change your mental and emotional state on demand, then it's pretty obvious to see how you'd relapse very easily because all it takes is you to go through your regular daily life And your old pattern is going to come up eventually. And then you're going to go, oh, damn it, see, I relapsed, right? Or maybe you were implementing a method or a process and it was working well for you, but you didn't stick with it long enough to become conditioned properly. And then you relapsed. Or the second thing is you could figure out how to manage your mental and emotional state on demand, but now you didn't master it in a particular context of your life. And so whenever you're in that particular context, it still triggers you. Right? And then third and finally, you if you are still identifying as having that issue, then there's still a very strong chance that somewhere, somehow, some way, some type of circumstance is going to occur that's going to make you go, oh gosh, my anxiety, because you still believe that that's a part of who you are, okay? So I don't know where you're at on your journey, but hopefully this has helped you move a little bit further away. Uh, Again, we make these videos because I want you to have extraordinary mental health and you deserve to, and you can. You just gotta be willing to do the right things um, to make that happen. So please, if you found this valuable, like, share, whatever, okay? Because every engagement you do helps somebody who's in need see this uh, educational content and it really helps them, helps you pay that forward to somebody who's struggling and we appreciate that. And uh, it's been my privilege to serve you. I hope to see you in the uh, next video. Take care.